scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. We're talking football. We're going to get it into uh, the, the pro ranks. Uh, San Francisco and Green Bay on top. We're going to break it down. Ian Cameron's going to rejoin us. Uh, we'll talk college football as well. As, of course, uh, the MAC is back. And it was an exciting night of action uh, tonight in uh, the MAC uh, conference. Uh, Central Michigan and Ohio. Very fun football game. 30 uh, to 27 was the uh, the final scores. The Chippewas uh, get it done. And uh, we cashed uh, with the Chips. Uh, Akron. Akron were one of the worst teams in football last year. They might be the worst. So we'll give a battle's take on this when he returns on the other side. As uh, nobody is more prepped uh, than uh, Babano. Um, we just have to put a stopwatch on him per game. I think that's what we're going to have to do. I'm going to stop. I'm going to start the stopwatch. We'll tell him, all right, two minutes, go. Well, um, yeah, Western Michigan tattoos. Tattoos. Boss, the plane, the plane, the plane. Uh, tattoos them. 58-13, final score. Western Michigan rolls. Uh, Miami of Ohio and Ball State. You know what's? It's just pretty impressive, actually. Uh, for people sort of roll their eyes. Oh, yeah, oh, the Mac game. Oh, the Mac is on. But you know, high level of play tonight. I got to tell you, the quality of football was strong uh, in the Mac uh, this evening. Yeah, there's going to be missed extra points. There's missed extra points in the SEC, the Big Ten, and every other college conference. And you know what? There's missed extra points in every damn division in the National uh, Football League. All right, Buffalo Bills have a kid kicker that you know. Kid can't make a 17-yard chip shot, but he can make a blindfolded 82-yard field goal on YouTube. Uh, but, hey, welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. We're running the gauntlet uh, here this evening. Pac-12 uh, football uh, is back. Um, you know, uh, Clemson, Notre Dame rapidly approaching. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence is not uh, back. But Clemson uh, down a couple of more starters versus the Notre Dame fighting Irish. We're going to break this down. We'll get you caught up to date with all the numbers. Uh, as uh, well, we're breaking it down on the Wicked Wednesday. It's great to have college football back. A bunch of games tomorrow. The Nevada Wolfpack have been lighting it up. Can they cover the number? We'll hit this. The Miami Hurricanes, North Carolina State. Wyoming, Colorado State. We're going to food tonight. Let's cop some game. This is Sports Ring. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. All right, you know what? There's a lot of teams that we could use uh, this uh, analogy for. We should almost have the team that sucks the most of the night. I think that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll have uh, moving forward. Uh, we have a couple of uh, prime candidates, uh, actually. Yeah, it's hard not to call out Akron, though, isn't it, Babano? But I don't want to pick on a team. We know yep. they suck. So it's hard to say a team sucks, but if you know they suck, you know, like, it's like picking on, like, it's not fair. Like, we, we know they're bad, but 
holy crap. You know, they were 1-11 last year, Babano, against the spread, 0-12 straight up. They were they were terrible, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out the LA Galaxy's uh, opponent tonight, the Seattle Sounders. The LA Galaxy blow. They fired their coach. Yeah, they don't care. They're not making the playoffs. They're playing out the string here. And the Seattle Sounders play to a 1-1 draw. So suck it, Seattle Sounders. You're the ones that sucked rocks uh, last night. But, yeah, boy, uh, Akron were yeah, real bad. That's, <laughs> a, that, that, that's true, Gabe. I mean, you're not telling anybody that follows college football uh, anything new about Akron's struggles. They're now 0-13 straight up, 2-11 against the spread since the start of last season. So it's just an uphill battle for Tom Arthur, head coach of that team, trying to get that program back on track. Bowling Green's in the conversation. They got drilled by Toledo. And there's a gem of a, a quote here I see from Scott Loeffler, the head coach of Bowling Green, after the loss to Toledo. He said after the game, losing any game is terrible. There's nothing worse. You can't sleep. You can't eat. It's horrible. But losing to these people in particular is not easy. That's exactly what he said in his press conference after the uh, loss to Toledo last night. These people is what he referred to uh, in terms of the Toledo Rockets. So, yeah, he's not going to sleep too well tonight. Um, yeah, and now next time they play, they'll just they'll lose by even more because he just pissed Toledo off. Uh, and Toledo aren't yeah, even great. Exactly. They're kind of underachieved last <laughs> year, but good, good start. Yeah, so why, you know, really? Like, dude, like, that's the whole thing. If you're if you're Babana, you're the coach of a crap ass college team. Should you really be talking smack about anything or anybody? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you just lost fifty eight thirteen, right? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it's 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 Those hilarious. Those people are a hell of a lot better than your football team. Yeah, but <laughs> I've said it. There's some nice guys in college, but very like, but they're 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 all dirt balls, bro. <laughs> they they were they're good coaches. But they, you know, they're just like they're scumbags. So we'll jump into this, and I'm not saying Dabo Sweeney's a scumbag, but I just find it funny. So Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. We know why, but now they're they're down a couple of more defensive starters. Babano, and it's starting to add up now. Actually, it's crazy. It is. I think you can get by without Trevor Lawrence, but I'd be concerned now. They lose defensive tackle Tyler Davis. Uh, Mike Jones Jr. Uh, is out. And I like, well, there's no injury. No one knows what the injury is, but they can't play. But they won't say what it is, right? It's like, so why don't you just, like, you know, we know you have COVID, but this is why it's real shady, but bad. It's like, so, like, the, the, the whole stuff with this, with the COVID, we saw with Justin Turner with the baseball. It's pretty clear, dude. They're just letting these colleges police themselves with this, right? So how the hell, like, you don't know, like, they're talking about, like, I'm actually surprised they're not rolling Trevor Lawrence out there, but I don't know behind the scenes if they, if they were just like, you know, Trevor was like, it's not happening, or, or or Trevor's people around him said, that's not happening. He's not coming out of, like, isolation and going right onto a football field. But, you know, so Clemson are starting to lose players, but it's interesting, Babano, and you know this, you know, the common fan doesn't really care, right, when they hear about the, this stuff. You know, if they if they heard, oh, Travis Etchan is out, or Trevor Lawrence, whoa, right? But the thing is, Clemson hang their hat on their defense, and they're losing a lot of guys. And I know it's next man up there, but they're running out of bodies, basically, Clemson. And Notre Dame are a good football team. It's sitting at five and a half right now. Uh, Clemson are five and a half point road favorites, uh, Babano. 
it, it's an interesting game. I, I can only look at Clemson here laying the points. Now, how many times do we have to see Notre Dame just absolutely struggle against elite competition? I mean, we've seen them against Georgia in a recent game, either last year or two years ago. They couldn't step up in class, couldn't step up in competition and get the job done. And I look at Notre Dame's schedule this year. They've not faced a great schedule. Heck, they barely beat Louisville. You know, and 12-7 a couple weeks ago and could move the football against a very weak Louisville defense that's been shredded by a, a bunch of teams they've played this season. So I worry for Notre Dame against Clemson's defense. Now, as you mentioned, game, they could be a weaker defense this week, Clemson, if they're missing some guys. And that's definitely something I want to keep an eye on before pulling the trigger. But, you know, I don't want Notre Dame here. Clemson's the class. I was impressed with DJ Uyagalele last week, 342 yards in his first start. The fact that they were down 18 in that game, he didn't flinch. He led them back. He had a great second half. Uh, and I don't know if Notre Dame, I trust them to move the ball here. And here's a damning stat for Notre Dame against the best teams in the in the country. In the last 25 years, Notre Dame's 4-40 and 40 straight up, 11-32-1 against the spread against teams that are in the AP Top 10. They have really, really had a problem against the best teams in the country. I don't know if that changes on Saturday. I, I could only lay the points with Clemson. Uh, you know, I th- I'm going to take this clip. I'm going to take this clip. And uh, well said, Babano. We're going to take this clip, and uh, we'll definitely get it on Twitter. We'll send it to Kevin Walsh, to Tim Anderson, and stuff like that about Notre Dame. <laughs> they're they're front runners. They're bullies. Yeah, they'll beat up on Purdue or something, right? But <laughs> as you stated, they get run over in these big games. They are a good team, but there has been that underachieved them. When they get to the big spot, but they, you know, Kelly does a good job there, but he's a big blowhard uh, as well. I lean Clemson as well, even though you know, I don't like the fact these injuries are starting to add up and I get the feeling. I don't know. Like it wouldn't shock me if Clemson won, but they didn't cover. Right. If Clemson wins by four, or Clemson wins yeah, by yeah, three or like it's yep. sort of a battle. I don't think they're going to roll them, but I have a hard time. I'm with you. I have a hard time saying, yeah, yeah, Notre Dame's the play. Trust me. Notre Dame's the play here. And, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm always fascinated by this, Babano, because the fact is Michigan football really hasn't been good ever. And or I should say in a long time, you know, like since uh, since Greasy and Brady were there and there's been some spots, but generally they're not a powerhouse. And everyone always says, oh, Michigan suck and oh, Harbaugh this, Harbaugh that and whatever. Yet every week they're favorites, right? People go right back to them all the time. It's always fascinating to me. And they opened up as three-and-a-half-point favorites this week. It's down to two-and-a-half now. Yet everyone I talk to says, yeah, 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 but, you know, you know, this, this is the week Michigan shows up, <laughs> right? This is the week that Michigan shows up. And uh, people are, oh, I'm not getting in front of Michigan in this spot. In Indiana, 2-0, and oh, what's your take on this? They're good, Indiana. I mean, Michael Penix Jr., now that he's healthy and at quarterback, that's a good offensive football team, Indiana. The defense, I'm still a little bit questioned. Uh, you know, I'm still suspect, I think, a little on that defense, that their ability to get stops. Let's not forget Penn State moved the ball a lot against them, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot with turnovers, mistakes, inability to finish drives. Uh, Michigan last week, uh, maybe a sign that Minnesota's defense is just awful. Uh, you know, as to why Michigan pulled, uh, piled up the points they did because there was a That's much greater struggle for them to move the ball against Michigan State uh, in the loss last week. The problem is, you know, now that's down to three. I remember going against Michigan in this three-point road chalk roll against Minnesota, and I paid the price for it. So I'm not in a rush to bet Indiana. I guess if I had to, I'd lean Indiana, but uh, it's a game I don't have a strong opinion on. 
Two and a half for Benham. Two and a half. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't want Indiana at that number. Yeah, as I stated, just it drives me crazy on the show. Pet peeve. I bring up a number and someone repeats the the, the second after, uh, like a completely different number. Two and a half. Um, speaking of which, Minnesota are brutal. Uh, Minnesota are brutal. And they they were like last I saw was said still seven and a half. It was seven and a half, and it's still seven and a half. And yeah, here's another fascinating number with the, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers that have just been bad. You know, like they're they're just they're not a good football team. They're overhyped. Yet they're laying seven and a half points. So once again, the odds makers are standing strong by the Gophers. I brought a battle on the other side. We're getting the both both side of things. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi. Go and ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. Ian Cameron kicking it with us. We're talking uh, football this evening. We're talking college football. We can go on all night with college uh, football. Love talking college. Uh, we're going to get Joe Lisi on tomorrow night, too. Game time decisions. Big fan of Lisi. Um, so uh, I want to get into some pros, uh, Babano. But we were talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They're laying seven and a half at Illinois. And I'll ask you uh, because, uh, well, um, uh, we bust your balls for being uh, long-winded. Uh, I know that you're well-prepped and well-studied, and I- I'm going to fully confess when it comes to the Pac-12, uh, Babano, I am not. This is like real life. Well, this is like a long, long time ago when I actually went to school, Babano, and, you know, it might surprise you, but I didn't study a lot, all right? so <laughs> Didn't do the prep. I, didn't do the prep, yeah. yeah I was really <laughs> that guy, like, oh, big exam, Marenzi. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's easy. It's easy. No, 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 big exam. And I was, I was that kid, Babano. And basically, the exam at 9 a.m., and basically, like, I'd wake up that Monday morning at 5 a.m. and I'd be like, oh, God, I've got like four months of stuff to catch cram in here. Right. So it's not that bad. Right. With football, I'm good. I'm not totally naked about this, Babano, but I'm just being fully like full disclosure. Like somebody asked me earlier in the week, what do I think about the Colorado UCLA game? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I better dig into this one a little bit. I actually like UCLA, uh, but um uh, but I, I'm not ready for this. So uh, what's your prep level for the Pac-12? Are you ready to go? Yeah, there's a couple I like. I mean, UCLA, they're laying a few more points than I thought they would. But, you know, they have Dorian Thompson Robinson back at quarterback. And, of course, Stephen Montez is gone. So Colorado's got a new starter and Sam Neuer. Uh, so UCLA wins. I don't know about laying the points. Utah, Arizona. Arizona still looks pretty poor. But Utah lost a ton. They've only got nine starters back. They're going to have a new quarterback. And it could be Jake Bentley, who played at South Carolina for the last couple of years. People always say, oh, new new quarterback. Yeah, new quarterback. It's college, dude. New quarterbacks are sometimes better than the last quarterback, right? (laughs) 
That's we were exactly. Like, uh, new, yeah, but they had a quarterback, great- new, new quarterback, new quarterback, new quarterback, new quarterback. So what? Central Michigan had a new quarterback. They won tonight. Yeah, a lot of opt-outs, too, with Arizona as a concern. I just don't know if I want to lay that many points. USC-Arizona State, I kind of like Arizona State. This this is one of the games I do like, and I like the over in that game. Uh, you got two pretty good quarterbacks. You've got uh, Jaden Dan- Jalen Daniels back for Arizona State. Uh, he was really good down the stretch last year under Herm Edwards. He's back. Keaton Slovis is back for USC. Remember how well he played down the stretch as well. Uh, for uh, Clay Helton there in USC. So these are two offenses, two good quarterbacks that should move the ball. And Arizona State's one of those teams, Gabe, I think you'll remember this. It's hard to beat them by margin. They just don't lose by blowout margins very often. They've been very good underdogs as well. Again, nobody in the Coliseum, and it's a 9 a.m. local start game. You know, this is a noon game, noon Eastern at USC because it's a Fox game. So it's 9 a.m. locally in L.A., and Sleepy environment, wow. no fans. I think Arizona State could hang around in that game. Uh, and the one I like the most, I think two ships passing in the night when it comes to the Pac-12, <laughs> and it's right around Pickham. Uh, I think Cal's on the way up, and I think Washington's on the way down. Uh, they've got Chris Peterson gone. They've got a new coach yeah. now, Jimmy Lake, the D.C., new quarterback as well because uh, Jacob Eason is now in the uh, NFL with the Colts. Uh, so they've got a new quarterback uh, they only have 10 returning stars and a defense, which has been pretty good for Washington in years past. This is the most depletion and loss of talent they've had on defense in years. Cal with Justin Wilcox, good coach, good defense. And you have Rip Chase Garbers, their quarterback at, at times in the past, and their offense hasn't been great. But he came on strong last year. And believe it or not, they were undefeated with him as a starting quarterback last year down the stretch. Chase Garbers for Cal. I think at a pick em price, just to win the game uh, at home, Cal will get the job done against Washington. Before we go to NFL, i got to throw out Florida, Georgia. I don't usually have a good opinion on the big games. I think Florida beats Georgia. Georgia's in trouble, I think. Georgia's got a bunch of injuries in the secondary going into this game all of a sudden. That's not where you want to be weak against Kyle Trask and the way he's playing for Florida, throwing the ball. I think they attack that secondary. Stetson Bennett in a big game of this magnitude. We saw it against Alabama. And for all the talk Georgia's defense, people talk how good it is. Florida probably the second best offense in the SEC game behind Alabama. And we saw Alabama you know, make some big plays over the top against that Georgia defense a few weeks ago. I think Florida does the same, and they beat Georgia in Jacksonville. Yeah, big uh, big rivalry game early in the season due to the, uh, sorry, the pandemic. Kyle, just Kyle Hamburg, sorry to say that, but I have to be truthful. It's the way it is. Um, I think the total is worth a look. It's 50-52 and a half uh, in, this, in this game. There should be some points uh, here. The SEC isn't the old defense. All right, we're going to get into the pro football because I can't handle here. But bad, I'll talk about a new quarterback one more time. If you drop that one more time, I'm going to snap a new quarterback. New quarterback. Um, yeah, like I said, especially in college, new coaches. But bad, I don't like betting on new coaches. You know what I mean? First team with yep. a program and stuff like that. That then uh, I get what you're saying, but the the new quarterback stuff, like in college. No one knows. You know, I mean, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're irreplaceable, but they kind of are. Like even like where as good as Trevor no, coaches, Lawrence, is. coaches and coordinators, the changes with coaches, Trevor changes with systems, changes with coordinators are the yeah. bigger thing, no doubt about it. But as good as Trevor Lawrence is, Clemson's offense doesn't put up. It's not going to put up that many less points. You know what I'm saying? Like Clemson's defense, like there was, it wasn't even their defense. Weird things happen in that game. 
Like, it wasn't like, oh, Clemson sucked, right? It was like weird circumstances. Boston called. Clemson had bad luck. It was actually a great thing for Clemson in that the football gods tested them. They were like, all right, yeah, you don't have Trevor Lawrence, but you're still going to win this game anyways. So let's make it hard on you. Let's let's put let's let's spot them an 18-point lead and see if you can come back without Trevor Lawrence down 18. And they were like, yeah, all right. And boom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They did easily. It was like, all right, what's next? Right? So, you know, they like, you know what I mean? Like the um the quarterback stuff, even like the great quarterbacks. Like I remember, oh, Deshaun Watson's gone. Um, you know, the, you know, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's gone. Yeah. And then in came Trevor Lawrence. And now like, try, you know, it was just sort of like the cycle continues in college. And I get it with these crappier programs, but look at tonight was a good example. Like central Michigan, new quarterback, Babano and, uh, Ohio, new quarterback was, did the quarterback play suck tonight? There was 57 points scored, right? It was 30, 27. Both of them were good. Yeah. yeah Nathan like, Lawrence's brother was good. And Richardson for Central was good. Absolutely. Yeah, the same coaches helped too, Stolich and McElwain. So no the continuity yes, yes. was there. Yeah. Yes, yes. And exactly, Babana. That's another thing we should bring up. That's why I'm not busting your balls. I'm just saying the new quarterback thing. It's just a pet peeve of mine. That you know, new quarterback, new coach, I get it, new program, Babano. But especially it makes a difference. And you know, if the kid was already on the team too. Yeah, he's a new guy. Like the guy in Central Michigan was there, yeah. right? He was there. So year, yes, it's like, yeah, yeah, I just didn't, yeah. I didn't start last year, but I was in practice all the time. I know the plays and, you know what I mean? and then boom, it's seamless. You know, and so I, at college, like I said, I don't panic about the new quarterback thing as much as, as a lot of people do. I think people lose money just sort of blindly. Oh, there's a new quarterback. Um, sort of like the Heisman Trophy, Babano. Like the favorite never wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, how does Trevor Lawrence, oh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, like the favorite never wins. There's always a new kid. It pops up. That's like, God, oh, this kid's amazing. Uh, but all right, so uh, pro football, uh, San Francisco, a ton of injuries, Babano. You want to talk, we were talking injuries earlier with these teams, but we know about Garoppolo, uh, Tevin Coleman, Debo Samuel, Demetrius Flanagan, Brendan Ayuk, uh, uh, Trent Williams. They've got some serious problems. And then COVID, COVID has hit the, uh, the Packers running back situation, but the betters don't seem to care about the Packers running back uh, position, uh, Babano, because the money's just uh, the the number just keeps moving, and it's not the it's not actually the uh, the money. I think it's just all the injuries in San Francisco, the confirmations that are coming in here. But what do you make of this with the big number now in this football game? Well, if you could bet Green Bay early, good on you. But I don't want any part of them now at seven or seven and a half, even in some spots. Look. All the receiver injuries are significant for sure. I know for San Francisco, but it's not going to matter one bit if they if uh, uh, you know if uh, Green Bay can't stop the run again because you know that's what San Francisco is going to do. You know, I know they're down to Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon because they've got Mostert out, they've got Jeff Wilson out, uh, a couple of their other running backs gone, Tevin Coleman still out, but. Green Bay's got issues with run defense, and Matt LaFleur's talked about it, and it doesn't look like it's getting fixed. I mean, this is a carryover issue for them from last year where San Francisco in the playoff game ran it down their throat. And if San Francisco runs the football and keeps Aaron Rodgers off the field, just gradually moves the chains, it can all of a sudden become quite a big hurdle for Green Bay to win the game by more than a touchdown. So at seven, I don't want Green Bay now. In fact, the more this number climbs, that needle for me is ticking to San Francisco just a little bit, Gabe. 
Yeah, I think I talked about it earlier today, Babano. Uh, if you look back in in history, just even off the top of my head, Aaron Rodgers had a lot of has had a lot of bad times against this team. You know, just bad days, bad experiences, bad memories, and this is his hometown game as well. And things haven't worked out like you know, like they got blasted last year in the playoff game. They got smoked. And I remember the narrative is last year going into the playoff game that his trips home always suck. They got smoked there. Uh, remember, I remember. Uh, I think, uh, Gabe, we've lost him. Uh, we'll throw out some other uh, NFL here. Uh, keep it going here on Sunday. Arizona-Miami is a fascinating game. Uh, I'm not going to go against Miami in that game. But Arizona is coming off a bye. It should be a good one. Lean Miami, but just a lean for now. Uh, we'll see if we can reconnect for, with Gabe. More Sports Rage coming up here. Sports Grid. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rage, oh! <laughs> All right, sports rage on uh, late night continues. I am Renzi. A shout out to McKinnis uh, in our chat. He nailed it uh, last night, of course, with uh, Deuce on. Uh, well, let's say we're minus 290 favorites. So, right, but we, we, we laid the run and a half and uh, they got it done. They're minus 190 tonight. And uh, McKinnis is all over it, uh, so you follow him. We're going to go over to McKinnis Picks uh, on Twitter. And, uh, of course, McKinnis is a buddy of uh, Ian Cameron. Uh, Bob Bano uh, joining us uh, right now. I'm going to get in on this. We, you know, we had, a, we had a great run. The last, the last 24, 48 hours, have been, it's been a good gambling run. I was on a 15-4 run uh, coming into tonight, and the late-night MLS got me. Whatever, it's the stupid props. I'm betting on goal scorer props and stuff like that. It caught up, and I put the same amount of units with Bano on props. Like, and it's it's poison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to be honest, and I'm telling you right now, and, you know, I've, I've been known as the prop king, all kidding and all the joking and all that stuff, but as the season goes on, Bano, props get harder, bro. Like, points, you know, point spreads do a bit. You know, they adjust and stuff, but... They really like the numbers are sharp as hell with these props. Like they're just they're 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 razor sharp. Players get hurt all the time in football too. It's constant, dude. Yeah. In the last game, I had a Garoppolo completion prop and a Kittle touchdown prop. They both got knocked out of the game. They both it's like get a loser, yep. loser. It's like I lost two bets. There's with, your like, injuries. there's your risk with player props. Injuries. Yeah, I can't take yep. it anymore. But like, Bano, I'm cursed. I took Henrik Stenson top twenty. He nearly broke his ankle playing golf. <laughs> like, like, how's that possible? Like, I, yeah, I know. I, I know I what said. you're thinking. Like, how could this happen? Yeah. That's what I said. I, no, I, dude, wow. I, I was like, all right, it's a sign because I was. I've been tweeting a lot about bitching about props and football about injuries. It happens to me weekly. If I take a guy in a prop, he's gonna get hurt almost now. So it's like I better stay away. 
And I said, you know, I like these other sports props. They don't get hurt. I take Henrik Stenson top 20, Babano. Cam tells me, oh, great. Henrik Stenson just nearly broke his ankle. He had to withdraw. He's injured. Uh, he got injured on the course somehow. I don't know. Like, I'm done with these stupid props. Now I'm betting MLS props. Um, so, yeah, it was a sign. It's a sign from Lord Gambler, Rubano. You know what I'm saying? When the golfer got hurt, it's like, all right, lay off the props. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, well, what are the props tomorrow in this game? Because San Francisco's props are going to be good. But I'm with you. Just for the record, and I know you're not saying, you know, you're giving San Francisco as a pick, but this game's a trap for people who are going to chase the Packers here. Packers haven't been great in a little while. They, I don't know if they peaked too early. I think the loss of Aaron Jones really does affect them more than people realize. Their, you know, their defense is getting a little more tired now because uh, they're not, they can't run the ball, so just to back on the field more. Uh, there's a lot of stuff sort of adding up against the Packers. And, you know, Green Bay gets the win. They don't need to win by eight points. And I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, you're already saying, I see seven, but you're saying there's already seven and a half. Say, I agree. I think it's going to go up even. Uh, people are just going to keep betting the pub. They're, they're just going to jump on the Packers here. I got an overnight lean right now on the San Francisco 49ers. And when I say that, I'll be betting the Niners. I'll be throwing them in a teaser probably, hope for the best. And uh, in, in Kyle Shanahan, I trust. <laughs> but uh, I think it's yeah, a good week. There's, no, le- there's no lean when it comes to Gabe Morenci. It'll be a bet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's the thing. If you're betting it, right, you're either doing it or you're not, right? You're either doing it, doing it or you're yeah, not. exactly. But uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is one of the – I think a lot of these coaches are blowhards and overrated, Babano, but Shanahan really is great. Like, he really – like, dude, look at the players that he has. Like, it doesn't matter almost. It's almost like we are just talking about with college. Like, San Francisco like a college team. He's like, all right, you're up, Wilson. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we don't have – all right, you're in. Let's go. Next guy in. And, like, you know coaches say, oh, I don't change my playbook. I'm like, you're full of crap. Or it's like – you better change your playbook because the players you have won't be able to run it now. Shanahan doesn't. Like, he really, like, he'll run his plays tomorrow and Mullins will do it. But they're they're simple. They'll do a bubble screen, a little, like, you know, fade this, you know, end around that. Like, they're, Shanahan really is a good coach. So, he's one he's of the few schemer. coaches where, yeah, he's a- yeah, exactly. We're getting, like, it's one of the few guys, like, I'm betting on the Niners. Yeah, their players are hurt. I'm betting on Shanahan as well here. You know what I mean? I'm taking Shanahan plus the points. Well, the people love Green Bay because Rodgers off a loss. People love that stat, and he's been great. And it's for playoff revenge for last year. People love that as well. But again, the concerning matchup is if Aaron Rodgers can't get on the field because the Green Bay run defense is still crap and can't stop uh, the 49ers and they keep moving the chains and winning time of possession, it becomes difficult to win by more than a touchdown. So it's going to be a lot of hasty and McKinnon. This wide receiving core for the Niners, you're looking at Trent Taylor, Jalen Hurd, and Chris Thompson, or the, or Trent Taylor, Richie James, and I don't know who else. Uh, Jalen Hurd may not even play. He's still on IR. I mean, there's nobody at receiver left because Samuel's out, Ayuk's out, Bourne is out. Benjamin, of course, has missed all year. And then you've got Ross Dwelly, the tight end. So that's what you're looking at. Wow. It's going to be run, 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 run. How about the, the under 49ers this game? And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would lean under. But the problem is, here's my issue with the under game. 49ers offense, I think, has got a good matchup with a good run game. They're going to run it a lot against a suspect run defense, but I think Aaron Rodgers and company are going to put up points through the air against that Niners secondary that got ripped by Russell Wilson last week. So it's tricky. You're going to need long drives, I think, to keep that under. 
All right, so uh, Ian Cameron, King of Us, time's just flying by. I appreciate your time here, Babano. Yeah. Uh, so before before we get you out of here, man, you know, the, this COVID stuff, it's hard to keep up. With everything that's going on in the world, you really, this year in football, you have to put in more research than you ever did, guys. Normally, you check in with injuries, Babano, but now it's like Clemson, oh, COVID this, secret that, and now how about the Baltimore Ravens? Seven players on the reserve COVID list right now. That number's plummeting. It's down to one and a half right now, Babano, against the Colts. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to double check how just how many people are going to be out. And if it's not as bad as some people think, I'm going to be awfully tempted to take Baltimore at less than a field goal. They're off the loss against Pittsburgh. Lamar Jackson, if you can clean up turnovers, they beat Pittsburgh. I'm fortunate because I told you last week on the show I like Pittsburgh, but I was a little fortunate took advantage of turnovers from Lamar Jackson in that game. But I think they do bounce back. Harbaugh has been good off a loss. And again, this is Phillip Rivers against an above-average defense. And I don't usually want Phillip Rivers against an yep. above-average defense. So I, I lean Baltimore there, but I want to see what their status is with some of these players. Yeah, I agree. I feel that's a fair assessment. Um, fair assessment. Some other interesting uh, football games uh, this week. Uh, big games. Seattle and uh, Buffalo. And son of a, you know what? I'm not a midweek better usually, and we talked about it last night, guys. We talked about it earlier in the week, and the number was holding strong at 54. I know it, it immediately opened up a little less than this, but whatever. It's been 54. Seattle and Buffalo. And this game's going to be a track meet, Papano. It's going to be yep. a track meet. Both they, they both match up well with each other. How the hell are Buffalo going to stop that passing attack? They can't. They won't. And then conversely, Seattle get lit up. And I think Josh Allen, the Bills offense, are going to get back on track this week. And we've already done a weather check. No weather conditions at all. It's like a beautiful day in Buffalo or Orchard Park, we should say. 70 degrees Fahrenheit in in southern Ontario and western New York on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, So and uh, and sunny. Well, I don't care about western Ontario. They're not playing in western Ontario, but I get your point. Western Uh, New York, I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, western... Oh, I thought you were talking about like uh, the the Western Ontario Bills fans and stuff. <laughs> the uh, what Western Ontario? They used to say that like thirty five percent of the Bills fans were um, were from uh, Ontario, but I don't think that it, now. Obviously, it's it's not the same now. But I, I think over the last couple of years, it's gone down uh, a little bit. Whether since Pagula has been there, but anyway, so fifty yeah. um, fifty fifty five now, Babano. And I, I'm telling you, I'm always wrong when I predict where point spreads are going to go. All right? I am. I'm dead wrong. So, but I'm telling you, I've been right about this one. It's going to go up more, dude. It'll be 55 and a half, yep. and it's probably going to get to 56. And then once people clue in on Sunday that it's nice in Buffalo, when the public really start hammering this, it's going to go up. So my suggestion is, everybody, jump in on, um, jump in on the over now. If you like the over this game, if you care about like that, you know, a point difference and stuff, I think it's going up a bit. That's the play. Yeah. I think the bills on a teaser is good, but I really like the over this game. Yeah. I'm with you on the over. The one concern is we finally saw some defense from Seattle last week, but you know, Jimmy G wasn't great and then he got hurt and left the game. So I don't know if I want, and Jamal Adams is back. That is going to make a difference for Seattle. There's no question, but I don't think they're going to shut down Buffalo. And I think Seattle with Russell Wilson, they're going to be able to move the bills defense. I think it's safe to say they're just not that good right now. Uh, I think we're finding that out. If not for a Cam Newton fumble, 
I had I was convinced New England was going to score a touchdown on that drive, and if he doesn't fumble, yeah. they probably do, and they probably win the game. So uh, I do like that yeah. over. By the way, Seattle thirteen and two, thirteen and two to the over. Seattle last fifteen yeah. games against AFC teams. You know what, though, Babano, and I totally agree. I'm not just dis- dis- dismounting it. Like, but the thing is, it's like, oh well, Buffalo was lucky. They 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 only beat New England finally because Cam Newton fumbled. Dude, you know how many times the Bills lost by doing stupid things, Babano, over the years to the Patriots? Yeah, they've so had I, losses I, yeah. like that. Yep, there's no yeah, need so, to apologize for it. Yep, Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you count the Patriots, like, win, and all oh, the Bills are losers, then it goes both ways, right? Dude, Leotis McKelvin fumbled, bro, with, like, two minutes left. The Bills are about to win. He picked yep. off a football. <laughs> like, oh, he fumbled the kickoff. And, like, it was like a disaster. Like, I can name, like, there's, like, 22 things that have happened. That's what happens, Babano, right? You win, you lose. You fumble, you don't fumble. You know, I, I'm just saying, I'm not calling you out for it, but it gets to me. But um, I think the Bills come to play in this game, but I don't fly here. I, they're, they're great teaser material. What about this, Babano? We're going to a break in a couple of minutes. We appreciate your time. Um, you have enough balls? Uh, are you crazy? Anyone ballsy enough to take the Dallas Cowboys plus the points? It's 13 and a half. It's funny. I, I think people thought it was going to be like 19 and stuff like that, but... 13 and a half with the Cowboys. You know, they were going to cover against Philadelphia, if not for a touchdown that shouldn't have counted, but he was way down. But uh, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I'm staying away from the game because it's not a Pittsburgh spot at all. It's a huge win against Baltimore. I know they're undefeated, but that, that price is too high. I don't trust Dallas, though, still, uh, even with, like, Ben DiNucci barely looked like he belonged on an NFL field last week. He was terrible. Uh, that's a clear pass for me. I'll throw out a couple that I like before. Unless it's not worse than in a Carson Wentz. I, like they had the same numbers. Yeah, yeah Carson was bad in that game. Uh, turned the ball over less than Carson Wentz did. I, but people are going to say, are you nuts for doing this? I like Jacksonville a little bit against Houston. I just don't know if I be- believe in Houston laying a touchdown on the road. Six and a half, seven. They've got COVID they issues as well, though. running with the team. Yeah, Jacksonville, Jake Luton uh, taking over at quarterback, former Oregon State. Doug Marone says they're going to air it out, too. He says they want to throw it down the field, attack vertically, and that Houston secondary is terrible. So I think if Luton is at least even just decent, he can have success. And I like the over, too, because I'm hearing right from Marone's mouth, Marenzi, they want to throw the ball deep this week against Houston. So I think the over's in play, and they can get the points. And Tennessee, I'm going to lay the six with Tennessee. It's bounce-back time. Lost to Pittsburgh, bad loss to Cincinnati, although not bad because Burrow's been pretty good. This is their spot to stop the bleeding. Chicago going on the road against an angry Titans team. I think Tennessee uh, vents their frustrations on Chicago. I'll probably lay the six with Tennessee. Very good spot for them to bounce back. I'll tell you what, guys, there's some cool games this week. Uh, you know, New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay was five and a half. It's down to four and a half right now. Tampa are five and a half point favorites at Sunday Night Football. And uh, I'm sure Babad will be breaking it down. Check him out on YouTube, uh, Sports Pub Radio as well. Uh, Ian Cameron's uh, Football Frenzy. Although you change the name every week. I think that's, that's the name now, right? Football Frenzy. And um, yeah, you got yep. Kyler Murray and Tua going head-to-head. Remember, these guys played in the, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Great stuff, Ian Cameron, as always. Thanks for the insight. See you, Gabe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Look, it's 120 minutes of sports tonight was uh, no exception. Pretty smooth, actually. Besides a couple of cheap, uh, yeah, quick, uh, quick, uh, quick jokes about uh, the election, we got through this uh, program without uh, that draining stuff. It is just too draining. We got enough problems figuring out Michigan football, Georgia football, that Georgia Florida game. It's funny too because all the key states that people are flipping out about Michigan, Georgia, Nevada, all are playing <laughs> like in the next couple of days in like big spots. Like Nevada tomorrow night, 17 and a half. It's a lot. Ugh, God, it's gone up. If anything, guys, I've noticed this year the the, the lines do move a lot. There's more action. That's something we haven't talked about, really. Um, like the changing of the way gambling and sports betting is working and football betting. But more people are betting now. More people are betting now. Right? So there's just there's more action. There's more money coming in than there used to be. But also I brought up something about, like, uh, you know, people often think, oh, like, look, the San Francisco is now getting seven, and it was four and a half uh, yesterday. Oh, look, all the money's coming in. All the money's coming in on Green Bay. All the money's coming in on the Packers because of the injuries. No, it's not. And we talked about this last week, actually. And the head of FanDuel talked about this and, and said, people think, and he goes, I, he always laughs. He goes, people think, like, oh, I hear people, oh, big money. And he goes, the line moves aren't monetary moves. He said they're injury moves. So the line has been moving over the last uh, 24 hours because the game is tomorrow. And also, they have found out that who is literally in and who is out for real. So, you know, their final database and computer algorithm, they can spit in the players that are actually playing now, and they know. So, therefore, the number changes. You know, it's funny, like, the reality. You'll never hear people, like, admit that. Oh, the money's coming on this. There's, you know... Hell, I've been guilty of saying that before. I'm not saying that money can't move a line, but it's not as prevalent as people think it is. It's the injury that moves the line, not the money or the public. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Later.